why not take the advice that someone's giving you and go better educate and understand yourself? So we're not ever saying anything to be mean. We're just kind of telling you the rules of the game. And if this is the business that you want to be in, you need to understand the rules of the game. Hello and welcome to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Now, I started this podcast as a way to give you access to the thoughts, ideas, and suggestions from people who actually work every day in the music industry on how to move your music career forward. Now, I'm blessed to have helped launch the career of superstar Taylor Swift, and I served as her manager for two years. I currently manage American Idol winner Trent Harmon, consult Scott Borchetta and the Big Machine Label Group, and have been helping thousands of artists around the world navigate the music industry. By the way, contrary to popular belief, there is no one-size-fits-all model when it comes to the music industry. So check out my website, rickbarker.com. Take the quiz, and I will send you information specific to you to help you make sure that you are on the right track. Enjoy the podcast. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. On this episode of Live on the Drive, there's uh, a few topics that I want to cover. And one of them is called unsolicited material. You'll hear that sometimes in the music industry if you try to reach out to a publisher or a record company and they don't know who you are and you try to give them your music or send them to hear your music, you'll get a response back that basically says, sorry, we're not allowed to accept unsolicited material. What that means is that one, they did not ask for it or two, they do not know the person who is delivering that. And that is in place as a protection to not be ensued. So here's what happens is, let's say for example, that you send me a song and I listen to the song, but I don't really get back to you. I don't feel that there's any use for it. Uh, I didn't think it was that great, whatever the case may be. But an artist that I represent writes a similar song and sings a similar song and releases a similar song to you you could sit there and go, wait a minute, Rick Barker stole my idea and gave that to my client. Well, if I never opened it, if I never liked it, if I never shared it with that client, now I've got to prove and I've got to go into court if you decide to sue me and prove that I had nothing to do with it. Right now, there are lawsuits that are going on at major record companies with guys that are in jail saying that their artists stole their line and they want to be paid for it. So the protection against that from the record companies is to say, screw it, it's not worth it. We just won't accept unsolicited material. So please don't take that personal if you get that response. So let me tell you what the solution is. How do you become solicited? You can have your entertainment attorney, if they've got a relationship with the record company or the publisher, present the music for you. I highly encourage people to go through their performance rights organizations or their PROs. Um, that's ASCAP, BMI, CSAC, SOCAN, you know, depending on where you are in the country as you're listening to this. 
they have a relationship with either a publisher or possibly the record company. And if they feel your song is good enough, know what you don't want to do is you don't want to badger your PRO and try and show up every week with a bunch of songs and say, what about this one? What about this one? Most of the time in my experience, if a PRO isn't willing to share your music, it's their polite way of saying they do not feel that it's good enough right now. One of the positions that I find myself in as I uh, oversee and monitor messages for uh, a president of a record company is he gets solicitations every single day. And half the time, the songs are terrible. And what I'll do is I'll go in and I'll say, hi, this is Rick. We oversee so-and-so's messages. Unfortunately, with the amount of time in the day, he doesn't have the ability to be here. But here's what I would suggest. The amount of people that get upset because he won't take the time to listen to their music. He's trying to run a record company, for goodness sakes. He puts stop gaps in place to help you. Uh, there are things in place and systems that are in place. And if, and if you are going to get angry on Facebook and you're not going to understand or you show how much you don't know about the business, flip it for a second and think about who would want to work with you then. Why not take the advice that someone's giving you and go better educate and understand yourself? So we're not ever saying anything to be mean. We're just kind of telling you the rules of the game. And if this is the business that you want to be in, you need to understand the rules of the game. The rules of basketball are different than baseball. So if you want to play baseball, you play by the rules of baseball. Just because it's allowed in basketball doesn't mean it's going to work in baseball. Best analogy I could give you at this time. So that's the best way to get solicited. Another way is to go to events like NSAI or ASCAP Expo or the Durango Songwriters Showcase where they do pitch to publishers. Where if you're wanting to be a songwriter, you can go pitch to publishers. A lot of times there's A&R reps at these events that you can go to and they can hear your music. The A&R people are who are set in place anyway to find the songs and find the artist before it ever gets to the president of the record company. In my situation, the president that I work with, Scott Morchetta, he's on TV, he's out there, you know, he's doing a lot of motivation and inspiration through his social media. So as he inspires someone, they feel obligated to, you know, send him their music and get his feedback. Or what happens with me all the time, and this is where it's starting to get a little weird, is for years is everyone wants to quote unquote take me for coffee and pick my brain. There's two things that that I have when it comes to me going out and getting knowledge and education. I either have to devote time or money or you can combine the two, time and money. So when I wanted to go get certified for Facebook, I had spent hundreds of hours online working on Facebook, trying to figure Facebook out, reading articles, listening to podcasts, you know, buying programs. Then I went and said, you know what? This is taking an awful lot of time. It's going to be worth it for me to spend a little bit more, but to go get everything that I need in four days versus 
four months of trying to figure this out because I have a lot of things that I'm responsible for doing, as I know a lot of you are with your daily jobs and things. So instead of just trying to get everything that I could for free and reading every free article and spending all that time, which those things were very good, by the way, I decided to pony up the 7500 bucks, fly to San Diego, and go all in on a program that was on how to create Facebook ads. Well, that's what they focused in. That was their area of focus. Then at that event, I met a person, Dennis and Logan. You guys know the guys from Blitzmetrics. And they talked about retargeting and advertising. So they wanted to be able to go in and build custom audiences and do all these things. So that's like a two-part system. So once again, I read some of their free stuff. I watched some YouTube videos. But I decided it was better for me to make a bigger investment and go all in get access to them, get the majority of the learning out of the way, and then the ability to follow in with them. So once again, I went all in, 7,500 bucks. So I got a degree in Facebook for $15,000. That is well worth the price for me because that is a skill set that I can take with me. That is a skill set that I can use with my other clients to earn revenue back. That's the skill set that I needed to have in order to be able to compete with getting my message in front of as many people as possible. I was willing to make that investment. So what I do for artists, similar. I put tons of free stuff out there. This podcast is free. I give away my book. I do Facebook Lives. I have so many teaching videos. I have hundreds of hours that I've put out there. I, every night, am researching and learning new things, and then I'll I'll share the things that I learn with you, and then I also have programs that you can purchase, which will speed up your process. Uh, the master class is going to give you direct access to me. I've learned in doing this for a while, and teaching for a while, and working with clients who've spent thousands of dollars to have my personal coaching. That when you are working with me. The process goes a little bit faster because you've got someone who's able to help you, you know, not get bogged down by stuff that doesn't matter. You have a coach, you have somebody that's watching out for you. So yesterday, uh, I get uh, a tech or a tweet that said, "Hey, thank you so much. I've listened to your podcast. I watched your webinar. I see your. I, I watched your free training." And he was just complimenting me for everything that I'd given. And then he asked. By the way, you know, I, we live kind of close by each other. Could I take you to coffee for 30 minutes and pick your brain? So what I wrote back was, as I said, listen, I said, I say this respectfully. I said, but I get hit up by hundreds of people every month. I said, my brain has been unloaded in my programs. My brain, what you could pick, I have already unloaded for free. It's out there. But for me to spend time with everyone who asks, when I say no, please don't take that personal. It's just I have an obligation to the people that have invested in me and my time is an investment. So if I go spend 30 minutes with someone and I want to answer their questions and help them, give them information, I feel I owe that to the people who have shown me the little extra. Call it selfish, call it greedy, call it whatever, but that's just how I feel. If someone is invested in me, I owe it to invest back in them. That's why when I used to do uh, consulting, I had it open for everyone and 
someone who isn't in my program would come in, I would tell them what they need to do and then they wouldn't have the tools in order to do it. So they basically got a lot of great information from me for that hour, but they didn't have the tools. So I made a decision at that point that I would only offer up consulting time to folks that were in the program because I knew they had the tools to do whatever it was that I was going to say to them. So uh, that's just something that when you are interacting with someone in the industry and things might not go the way you want them to go online or in text or in an email response, don't freak out and don't show a side of you that's not pretty, that someone would not want to work with. Thank them for at least responding back to you because most people don't do that. I at least try to do that and try to explain why I can't do something, but don't take it personal. Understand unsolicited asking people uh, that are successful to spend free time with you. Sometimes they may do it in a group setting. I like to do it in a group setting. Let a few people ask questions because a lot of people have the same questions and it will help more people that way. But just don't take it personal. We want to help you succeed. That's why I continue to put out this free content, this free information. I want to give you tools. And I also want you ultimately, you know, I would hope that you would feel that you've learned enough that I'm the kind of guy that you would want to have direct access to. So you buy my programs because that's how I keep my office open. That's how I support my family. You know, that's how I'm able to go pay for these events that I go to and then come back and share with you. So I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this. If you liked what you heard, if you're new to the situation, I would love if you would share it. If you would go into uh, iTunes and leave a review uh, and a comment would be fantastic. If you are interested in a career in the music industry, no matter what area of the music industry, you can go to my website, rickbarker.com, grab a free copy of my book. While you're there, you can also take the quiz. And the reason that I do the quiz is the quiz allows me to ask you a couple questions to make sure that I don't waste your time and I get you the information that's relevant to you. So, uh, no two artists' career paths have ever been the same. There is no you know, cookie-cutter model. So answer a couple questions, take you about 25, 30 seconds, then I'll send you a handout and invite you to that free training. And in that free training, you will then see how the program that I offer at the end. You'll also be able to make an offer for us to work together if that's something that interests you. But uh, I appreciate you, and I will uh, see you and talk to you on the next episode. Ciao. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. Remember, there is no one-size-fits-all model when it comes to the music industry. So check out my website, rickbarker.com, take the quiz, and I will send you information specific to you to help make sure that you are on the right track. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water, you drown by staying there.